Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. Hey, hey, Kenya. We are back. <laughs> we are back. Uh-oh. I know we are Got a little back. melody up in there. We are back. Okay, anyway. <laughs> yes, we're back. We're back. And oh my goodness, we are one episode away from hitting the big 150. The big 150. Oh my gosh. I'm like, that's yep. just crazy to me. That's crazy. I know. It's, I mean, we've been doing this for a minute and uh, it's a blessing. It's a, it's a, you know, beautiful opportunity to be able to do this and to reach the people that we're reaching, but also to do it with somebody I have such a cool relationship with. I know. It's, it's, when you can do stuff with your buddies and your family and it still works, like that's, that's true blessings. That's, that's really good. So yes. That's it. So we're close to the 150, but we're at 149 today, and it is just as special, if not more, (laughs) because we have a really special guest again. And so we kind of, y'all got to know a bit more about me and probably more the spirit of Kenya um, from the last episode. But today... Today we're gonna dig into who is this dude? Who is this man, Doctor? I don't Smith? even know. I don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> we're gonna figure it out. We're somehow. gonna figure it out. But um, before we do that, before I interview my my fantastic co-host, um, he's going to present a music tip. Yep, yeah. and it's something simple, basic. Um, and I tell my students this all the time, just the basic stuff, but. Uh, if you haven't organized your business, um, you need to. And there are a lot of free uh, stuff available, a lot of free um, software packages, online um, software available for you to do that. And the first one is, of course, Google. It's free. <laughs> Google I is mean, the, come on now. Come if, on if, you are, if you aren't using Google's apps and Google Drive, uh, their scheduler on their email, uh, just all these little tips and tricks that are inside of Google's uh, architecture. Yeah. Um, it'll help you run your business and help keep you organized. And yeah. I, I mean, full disclosure, that's how I'm organizing this podcast. Uh, I have a yeah. Gmail account for this <laughs> podcast and I use the Google Drive, free mm-hmm. 15 gigabytes of memory. Mm-hmm. And I'm storing and saving all the podcast episodes. I have a folder for each one of them, I have notes inside of each folder. Mm-hmm. And I share the folders with everybody who's working on the podcast. That's awesome. how the business is run. That's awesome. And I, you, you have, you know, I, you have inspired me. So I do a lot with my, now my Google drive. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was first a little like, you know, getting all kind of, but now, um, and I actually use it more ironically, maybe because my brain is a little bit more. Wired I, don't know, for I it use now. I, I yeah. use it more actually now with um, 
with my main my job <laughs> with the mm-hmm. university um, because we're now remote and so there's so much like student stuff not not confidential stuff I can't do it for that but like just organizing lectures that I do and organizing because now we've got these Zoom everything is <laughs> all my well, lectures yeah, and, and that's have to that's be the other thing that. um, yeah. Microsoft because my my school uses Microsoft so mm-hmm. now um, I have Microsoft OneDrive uh, right. and and I keep that for the school but it's like unlimited storage right, space because so, right. it's in the, on the school's account yeah. and so but I, I don't use uh, you know just letting y'all know i don't use the school stuff for my stuff right so no, 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 I, no. I keep that separate so all my class stuff i record my classes and right. meetings and stuff all that because those are huge files those are video files yeah so all of that's saved on the school's uh server yeah. and you know all my my lesson plans all of that stuff i keep that there but that frees up my Google yeah, drives Google for drive. me. <laughs> yeah. My coaching that I do for my artists, all that's Google drive, the docs that I use. Yep. To, so yeah, that's a great tip. And you do really have to, you know, I've been kind of setting aside administrative days, like just, you know, where I can really dig into my administrative organization piece. And I think when you are now that we're working remotely, it's important that people organize themselves in ways that they can, you know, commit to, okay, I can work on this on this day or at this time yep. or whatever. And yeah, having some time to get your, your digital drive life. life. Yeah, your digital life together. And I'm still a work in progress. Like I still got a lot that I need to sort out, but it's better. It's better. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bandzoogle. From garage bands to Grammy winners, Bandzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step system will get you online literally in minutes. You can choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your design and content in just a few clicks. Built for musicians by musicians, Bandzoogle has all of the features you need for your website and EPK already built in. This includes tools to sell music and merch commission-free right on your website, stream your music with flexible options for music downloads, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send professional newsletters, integrations to pull in content from your online services, including YouTube, Twitter, and SoundCloud, and live support from their musician-friendly team, not one, not two, but seven days a week. Banzoogle plans start at just $8.29 per month. Yep, that's what I said, just $8.29 per month. And includes your own free custom domain name. Gotta love that. Go to banzoogle.com to try it for free for 30 days. And be sure to use our promo code, Making Money Pod to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. That's again, Making Money Pod to get 15% off the first year. Yeah. So, yeah. That's the tip. All right. Good tip. Now we're going to move on. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So <laughs> y'all know that, you know, Dr. William Smith here is a, you know, phenomenal co-host and and a phenomenal music tip <laughs> curator. Oh my god! Yeah, that's, that's the extent of my abilities here. It's music yeah, tip the music personality. Tip cur- personality. <laughs> he does such a great job, but there's so much more. 
<laughs> to to Will. There's way more <laughs> to him. And so just like what we do with our guests where we, you know, ask the questions, we're going to do the same thing today. So welcome, Will, to our podcast interview on you. <laughs> thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm blessed, blessed to be here. Ah, absolutely. And it's it's such a blessing to, like you were just saying, to be able to do this show, you know, with people that you know and care and love and all that stuff. So thank you. And I, I want to start out by you sharing, because um, you your title, you know, this is a professor up in here. So I think it's important for you to share just a moment about what you, you know, currently do um, as, as a, as a profession, as a professional. And then, right. yeah, if you could give us a little bit more information, how you even got into got this started. music scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, my profession, of course, the PhD is in ethnomusicology, which is the study of world music. And it was, it's always been an interest to me on how people around the world interact with music. Mm. And that, that was like, you know, something that really was a huge interest, um, just growing up for some reason. Um, but, and maybe when I do the backstory of my, it actually might come out and I'll, I'll have an epiphany. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was, I was, uh, you know, one, one of the things that I really wanted to do, because I grew up in the age of hip hop. I grew up mm -hmm. actually in New York. I was in the Bronx when all of this stuff was happening um, mm -hmm. during the 80s. And, uh, you know, I, I freestyle and I was rhyming, you know, mm -hmm. you know beatboxing, the whole thing. I, I didn't, I wasn't that good at breakdancing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, my, my side was strictly on the musical side. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I grew up in that. And um, but then while I was in high school, I got bit by the jazz bug. Mm. And I really like I mean, it just wo woke up a lot of stuff for me. Um, and and that's that's what and I, we'll, we'll go deeper into that because I, I think that's sort of where all this stuff comes from. But um, the the connection that I saw between hip hop and jazz really uh, just, it was totally apparent yeah. to me because I was doing yeah. both. Yeah. And, yeah. and that was, uh, I was expressing myself in both and both and trying to learn how to get better at that in, in both aspects. So it was, um, you know, real strong connection that I'd, I'd said, I've said, put a pin in that. <laughs> and so when I finished my college, you know, undergraduate education, I said, this is where I'm headed for my mm -hmm. Ph.D. And I'm going to find I'm going to, you know, go research these connections. Nice. And that's what my Ph.D. was on is is actually it's not necessarily solely the connections between hip hop and jazz. It's the um, uh, it's actually uh, showing how hip hop is sort of an extension mm -hmm. of the African-American experience. Uh, it's part of the whole um, language or lexicon of, of African-American experience, mm -hmm. cult, cultural experience. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's the connection between not just jazz, but all the other for, other earlier forms and yeah. contemporary forms of black music. So, nice. yeah, that's deep. That is, that is super duper deep. And it's so you like, it's so you <laughs> <laughs> when you get to know you, but you, you kind of, and you did allude, you, you know, you said that you kind of grew up, you know, in the Bronx and, you know, and, and then you, you, you kind of dibbled around. I went to undergraduate. He went to Howard university. Right. And that's yep. where, where we met. Um, so while you were, 
you know, bef- were you thinking to yourself always like, okay, yep, I'm going to go for the PhD and just stay more in that lane? Or were you like, I don't know, one day, like, where did your performance piece or was performance so, just a fluke for you? Yeah, no, let, let's let's go all the way back then. Yeah. Um, so growing up, my family, uh, my family steeped in, in music and in, in black music, jazz music specifically. Um, you know, my grandfather and his brothers and family were did recordings and actually Louis Armstrong recorded one of their songs. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, they, they had a publishing company, um, in Chicago called the original home of, uh, jazz music publishing, I think mm. is that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually had a store, a mm. music store where they were selling sheet music, uh, mm. state street in Chicago. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. and there's a picture that's actually on my, um, second album, is that picture of my grandfather and his brother? Oh, really? Yeah, and then their their music sheet music store. So wow, it was uh, that that was that's been in the history, you know, in the family, and and it was just a part of me growing up. Like these are the stories that my dad t- told me, and mm-hmm. my my cousins and uncles and everybody was. This, this is the family lore. So, mm. um, wow. so growing up in this, and of course, I was. Told I got into jazz after that, you know, being fed this from from birth. <laughs> you really had no other choice. <laughs> no, no other choice. Uh, but you know, there was a family home in Chicago that we had, and Art Tatum would come by, and all the other musicians would come by and hang out with the family. And um, my dad and his uh, his cousins um, would were playing underneath the piano while Art Tatum's over there playing, and it's like, wow. I mean, this that's that you know that's the the pictures that I'm getting as a child. Yeah. So of course, yeah. I'm I'm heading into jazz, and then um, I I re- just started listening to it. But but when we moved to New York in the Bronx, mm-hmm. um, hip hop, you know, of course, took me. That yeah. was that was my because that's my generation. And that that was my identity, and so I was, you know, f- like I said, freestyling and rhyming. And uh, I went to LaGuardia High School, the Fame School in New York. Mm-hmm. So um, that was totally an experience unto itself. Um, there's so many people that came out of that high school, right. and a lot of them my classmates. Um, you know, that's Crazy. you know, we running around the halls with Marlon Wayans and Omar Epps. And wow. Bokeem Bo Woodbine, and you know all these other people that are in the school with us, and those are those are the drama majors. Yeah, but there's a lot of music mu- uh, music folks that came out. Um, Maya mm-hmm. Azucena, we went to high school together, mm-hmm. uh, and it was just like a whole bunch of other people there that were just really great. So at was their it craft. like the show, like the movie thing? Like was it? Uh, it, it, it some some aspects were, but no, we weren't dancing on the tables every day. <laughs> you guys weren't dancing on the table at we, lunch? That we did happen. that once oh, <laughs> and God. we got shut down. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was crazy. But that that was a whole different time period. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it's a, it was a blessing. I mean, I still have friends from, from that time yeah. that are close. Yeah, and it was just uh, you know a great experience just to be around people who are focused on art, mm-hmm. you know. And it was, um, but it was also it, it set the groundwork for a lot of things that I'm doing now. And the music mm-hmm. production piece, I I was totally enamored by that. Like mm-hmm. I got into sampling all of the the keyboards and all of that. And and one of my f- first early mentors, um, I've had probably like. 
three very key mentors. Um, and this is one of my second one. My first mm-hmm. one was actually an art mentor. When I, I was in middle school, I was doing art, visual art. Mm. And um, I, I still, you know, have that. I was that about in, to say, wait a minute. You do yeah. visual art? What? what? At, okay. at, at, some, at some point later in life, I'm going to pick it back up. But yeah. uh, but I still use it for my own graphic design stuff. But, I, you know, I had some really amazing training when I was mm. in middle school. You know, that, right. it's crazy. But um, and that, that that mentor really had a lot of influence on me. But. Uh, this, the second mentor in high school, um, well, let me, let me name people, Mr. Everhart in, 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 oh. uh, in middle school. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's who I, I'm, I don't even know if he's still alive, which is crazy. Mm. But, uh, uh, Justin DeChocho <laughs> in, in high school, Justin <laughs> DeChocho. And, and any, any of you, the jazz people listening to the podcast in New York know JD because mm-hmm. he's over at the, uh, I think he went over to Manhattan School of Music. Okay. But JD, uh, he he's really fostered my, um, number one, jazz, uh, hunger for jazz, but also music production. Mm-hmm. And he gave me the keys to the studio. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm in high school, and he gave oh me the gosh. keys to thousands of dollars worth of equipment wow. in the high school studio. Wow. And I was the only, the only person who had the keys. Well, that tells a lot about you. <laughs> so <laughs> a lot he, he about saw you. my work ethic and yeah. he knew yeah. that I, I was serious. And I was, you know, I would let people in. I was sort of like the monitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were learning all the software equipment, you know, back in Juno 106, Yamaha DX7. You know, I was mm-hmm. getting trained on like the early gear. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Um, and then I had a rap group. <laughs> that was it. And uh, uh, called the Vigilantes. I'll say you gotta have a rap group if you're gotta in high school and love hip hop. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we were called the Vigilantes of Hip Hop. <laughs> vigilantes at that. Yeah, I, know, I love right? it. I love gotta it. Be. So, you know, I, I I had that whole thing and then by the end of our uh by the, at the end of senior year, um my oh yeah, well I have to say this too. Um, when I was going, when we got to New York and we were trying to decide what school I was going to go to, what we all were going to go to, of course we wanted to go to the fame school and we had to audition, (laughs) but I didn't know if I was going to do art or music. And so my brother did art and because my sister, um, was dating, uh, (laughs) one of the Huggins family who, if you don't know the, the Huggins family, they uh, own Orpheus Records, and um, they were uh, managing a whole bunch of artists like you know Najee, um, mm-hmm. Melissa Morgan, Freddie Jackson, uh, all these early soul and and you know, contemporary jazz artists. Even mm-hmm. uh, I think Kenny G was on their label first. So mm-hmm. uh, I said, let me do music. You know, is I, I have a, an in. A potential end yeah, so i might yeah. be able to get some you know success doing music so uh i did play clarinet and uh <laughs> we, weird weird time i was coming out of middle school the my senior year i had played clarinet the whole year of my middle school my mm. senior end of, end of uh middle school i said no nah, i don't want to play this no more <laughs> i went <laughs> went to a, uh the band concert and i felt so empty Oh. I felt like I I just like given up everything. Yeah, yeah. And it was like 
I gotta do music. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, I think that those are some key moments. I think for me, mm-hmm. um, foundationally. But yeah. So, so I said, let me let me do this music thing, and I focused on music. And then, um, in in high school, like I said, JD really influenced me on, on in the jazz piece. There was during one class he played uh, Duke Ellington's Satin Doll, his mm-hmm. um, 70th birthday concert. And it was just the 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 bigness, the uh, mm-hmm. the the size of the sound, just hit me. I was oh. like, "What? Like <laughs> this is a? I mean, because do, do if y'all know Duke Ellington, he's not just big band. He brings in so many different colors and instruments. Right. He brought in an organ while Bill right. Davis on wow. organ, mm-hmm. and and then Cat Anderson playing high screech trumpet on top. All, all that stuff." It just smacked me in the head, and I said, "This is what I want to do. I want to be a jazz musician." <laughs> wow, wow! So, and 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 that I mean, I think at that age and in that space, you're so much more connected to you know to yourself because you haven't been as conditioned quite yet. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> to be this, that, or that, and you can yeah. really so if you can latch on to that feeling. At the, I mean, not everyone can latch on to that, but um, yeah. But I, I do think that if we all kind of reflect back when you're little, like one of the things I used to always want to be a child psychologist. And I was like, why do I want to be a psychologist? <laughs> and so now it was that healing piece. Like, oh, right, I don't right, even right. think I really knew what that meant. But awesome, yeah. awesome, awesome. So, well, one of the things, you know, Will, obviously he's, you know, a professor, he's a musician, um, an ethnomusicologist. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the things we ask a lot of our guests, and I want to make sure, because you, you do a lot of things. <laughs> like me, we, both, we, do a, we do a lot. <laughs> and, you know, this podcast is our fun space, but there's just a lot of other stuff. How, how and you mentioned kind of how you organize yourself in the music tip, but how do you really manage your business? And what started teaching you more of the business side? Like, how did you start becoming, you know, really clear on that? Um, or mm-hmm. did you have more formal training on on music business? Well, <clears throat> one of the things that I did um, when I went to because I I knew the music business was I, music was what I wanted to do uh, mm-hmm. off the bat, uh, but then the business side came in. Of course, when I had <clears throat> my sister, you know, was you know d- dating her now husband, and um, mm-hmm. and he's you know he's been really helpful in the in the early years of of showing me the business side of how mm-hmm. things are. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I started, started to see how, see that, how that worked, um, like c- coming out of high school, uh, you know, like I said, I had a hip hop group and we had the opportunity. So there's two things that happened at the end of my high school year. I had the opportunity to record one of our songs. Uh, we went in the studio with this producer named B fats and he actually that sounds like a producer name. exactly <laughs> <laughs> and he left that session our our recording session to go record notorious big wow <laughs> so gotta this, go the, so, anyway, so that, that's yeah. that's the uh the circle that i was heading towards yeah i was actually heading towards acts but of course our group didn't go nowhere um it <laughs> you know there's it, we we number one we it just wasn't it was just wasn't the time we weren't ready but yeah. the other thing that happened at that end i had built enough tracks by having been in the studio um 
I had a meeting with Jelly Bean Benitez. Mm. And if any of y'all know who that is, that's the person who found Madonna. Right, right. Jelly and Bean. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I went to his office and sat down with him. He offered me a producer deal mm. and a four year deal. And, you know, so many thousands every year and it increased on the fourth year, but I wouldn't own my music. Mm. And so I had no clue about the music industry at that point. I was like, what? Okay. So I said, <laughs> let, me, let me take the deal and I'm going to go uh, get a, you know, get one of my entertainment attorneys to look at it. And I had no attorneys, but uh, my brother and future brother-in-law, uh, he hooked me up with uh, one of the attorneys they work with. And that guy took forever to get back to what, you know, comment on it or get back. And they rescinded the deal. So, Oh my God. Yeah. So it was just like, so, you know, two, two little situations. And, and like I tell my students, if I would have signed that deal, I might not be able to be here to teach you or anything, right, but right. you know, it's, it's, uh, those are learning experiences that we go through. And, um, you know, it's, I already knew I wanted to go to, to college and Howard was the only school I applied to. Really? Uh, it was it's the, the only on, the one. Only See, school that was I applied back in to. the day where it was just like, listen, <laughs> now we would like, what? One school? But yeah. yeah well, and, there, and there's a reason for actually for that. Because when I went to visit with my brother, because my brother was actually visiting for college the year prior. Mm-hmm. And I talked to my cousin who was teaching at Howard. Um, he mm. said that I could get a full scholarship if I got above a thousand on the SAT. Oh. Well, That's you know. all I needed to hear. Because once I got that thousand, <laughs> I only replied to Howard. <laughs> oh gosh! Wow, that was it. That was it. That was your destiny. Howard yep. is so special. It so is. Special, it, it, and yeah, so so, um, you know, the, just the experience of of uh, having those early music business failures. Mm-hmm. And and then, but knowing I still wanted to do music, and of course going into Howard and majoring in music, um, but I, I wanted to do jazz. Like I, I the the bite from the, for the jazz bug was so strong mm-hmm. uh, that I just had to conquer this thing. I had to learn it, mm-hmm. and and I just like dove into it. Now, granted, I sucked. I you was sucked? terrible. You think you were really? I was. I mean, coming out, I was terrible. Wow. Like I, I couldn't, I didn't coming play. Out of, what do you mean, coming out of high school or coming out of Yeah, well, Howard? even, no, coming out of high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coming out of high school, like I was like, huh? You know. <laughs> Everybody like, sucks coming out of high school, though. We yeah, just don't I, know it yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't in the A band. I was in the B band. Okay, and, okay. And, uh, and then I was just trying to make some noises and, <laughs> you know, but. I was surrounded by amazing musicians and yeah. and people actually sat down and showed me stuff like Myron Walden, uh, with co- you know, buddy of mine. And mm-hmm. he, he practiced, he was there every morning. Like I'd come in school and he was already practicing and I would mm-hmm. come in and he was, you know, show me some stuff. And Jason Linder, amazing arranger. He's uh, he arranged all the music for Claudia Cunha. Um, mm-hmm. He's uh, he's on my audition tape for Howard. Wow. So, Wow. You know, just just amazing opportunity being surrounded by just ridiculous musicians, mm-hmm. and and I just I just had a work ethic to practice. And see, you you're saying such key things that I think are important to kind of just highlight for a moment is 
you know, work ethic, um, surrounding yourself with people who are better than you. That was evident at that yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I, that that's a more evident, but I think, you know, even as we mature and get older, mm-hmm. it's still important to, um, that work ethic piece obviously is still really important, but to still surround yourself around people who know a bit more than you, you know, mm-hmm. and, and who can, you know, if not tell you, at least lead by example, um, so that's, you know, I see you do that still even now, you know, to kind of surround yourself and make sure you're, you know, still learning and, and, oh, and yeah. yeah, that's, that's huge. That's really, really important. Yeah. And it, you know, and it, that's, um, I don't even know if that was taught. I mean, I know I have, uh, my, my grandparents and my parents, um, who were, I wouldn't say they weren't that strict, but I mean, some people might've said they were strict, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and really wanting you to do, do what, do, do your best. Um, mm-hmm. but one thing that my grandfather always said is always leave a place better than when you find it. Yep. <laughs> and that, that stuck with me and I, I've yeah. always tried to do that. And, yeah. and you know, it's, it's not, the best, but it's just better than better. You know, when, when I was there. Right, so. right, right. No, that's awesome. And so today, as you are kind of navigating um, your career ah, and so many lessons, I mean, we talk about this a lot of, you know, I, I, I think it would be interesting to hear more about you know, you did eventually shift out of performing a bit more and, you know, now kind of are right. in, this, in, in a different space. What led to that shift? Um, um, well, a lot of, I mean, to be straight up, it was being burnout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had run my business uh, pretty much by myself. Um, I did have help. I'd had someone who was assisting me for a while, but then, um, you know, that 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 uh, ended and then I just had to... Uh, go back to you know me doing everything and it was it's just it's a lot it's a lot to do it by yourself uh to write the music record the music excuse me write the music rehearse the band record the music perform uh (laughs) book yourself uh put the cd together you know you know it's just a lot and when you do it for a number of years um and there's there's no sort of end in sight of who's going to sort of take certain things over. Like I couldn't find a uh, somebody to take at least one or two or three things off the table for me to make it worth me doing it some more years. Right. Right. Um, that that's when it was apparent to me that I need to shift into mm-hmm. another. And plus, you know, I'm I'm blessed. Like I said, I had the Ph.D., so right. I was blessed. <laughs> I was going to say, you had just a little bit behind your belt or under your yeah. belt. I, I, that's important um, because I do find that if you are just being very singular in your process, you're really limiting. You know, you, you've got to still kind of nurture these other parts of yourself, whether it be a more academic side or, right. you know, another, I don't know, even something that maybe is not such in music or whatever. Because yeah, you just never know. It just it, it's all about options, you know. That's why I, I keep, you know. But it's still music. People. My yeah, PhD is in yeah, music. Like yeah. I'm still doing what I love, and yeah. I, and I love teaching. That's that's like, you know, I'm going to do that. I, I've done that actually since when, when I was in New York, you know, in, in high school as well. I was we had a summer program, summer camp, 
and I was teaching during the summer camp. But I think that's where I found the the joy out of teaching is is actually doing the summer camps. But uh, but no, it's it's been um, it, 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 that probably was the 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 largest uh, push. But then once I actually started looking at the industry and getting a broader view of what's what's happening and what the trend is, and I saw that music licensing was actually going to be the next thing mm-hmm. uh, because there's so much content entertainment uh you know movies and and tv shows that it was just like this is a no-brainer i need to focus <laughs> on music licensing like Especially that's it with your production skills and right your, you know all of that yeah yeah no, yeah huge. but there was actually the key thing like i said if you go back to your life you'll see the seeds that are planted and and the plants that are there for you to actually nurture and grow. And right. that movie piece, that was there before any of it. Mm. I remember distinctly in eighth grade, uh, my, my music class, they played the uh, Michael Jackson version recording of the E.T., mm. uh, the movie. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. You remember that? Uh-huh. And when I heard the music, I was like, this music is is making it even better than watching a movie. Like, <laughs> like I, I could actually see and experience everything. And I said, I, I, I made a point message to myself. Then I said, I want to write music for, for movies. Mm. Wow. Eighth, Eighth grade. grade. Eighth grade. That's what I was just saying a minute ago. Like the, these, this will be an interesting exercise for people to do is to reflect kind of back when they were a little, a lot younger, like what, do you remember what you were really, and it might not be a direct, you know, correlation, but it's probably in the ballpark mm-hmm. <laughs> of where you are because um, that's where our truer selves at right, that point. Right, right. Yeah. And then we kind of, we kind of drift away from our truer selves or are we a lot drift away from our true selves. And then it's interesting when we, you know, start really digging in that we're kind of brought back in. So yeah, Very and just just to add add to that that music music business thing, um, once uh, I've had uh, I did my group, I've I, I put all the albums together. My, I mean, literally, I don't even know what what I what energy <laughs> thing I was. I didn't. I wasn't drinking no energy drinks. I I like, was what going. What were you on? What were you I, on? I, I don't know if I was possessed by a vision. Whatever it was, I I just had to record myself get my music out. It was just like, uh, I was tenacious at it. It was crazy. You know, I, I did my first album. Um, I went to the studio. I wasn't liking what the mixer was, the mixing engineer was doing and I put it out, but I said, I can do this better myself. So I, and plus I had somewhat of a music, uh, engineering background. So I bought the, the gear myself and I record all the next albums. I recorded them all myself and mixed wow. and mastered it myself. You're and like Prince, a baby Prince. Like, <laughs> <doing>. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that was just further feeding your, your work ethic. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, yeah. this is further teaching you more about, um, and that's why it's so important for people to do. I mean, like you said, it was a lot and you had to shift gears and you, you know, move things a bit, but you know, I'm always telling artists, you know, you need to do that work, man, so that you can, one, just have a knowledge of it yourself. 
So you know what's happening. And so that when you do hire other people to do stuff, you know what you should be hearing or you know what you should be looking for because you've done it yourself. And, you know, maybe you don't have the time or you don't have the interest per se, but you know it, you know, you, you know, you recognize it at least. Um, And so that's another important part of. And I want to add to one of the things that you were saying um, towards the end of our other podcast about how Mm -hmm. uh, people, um, you have mentors and you have people who who really support you and actually guide you down this path. And uh, the mixing part of uh, all, the mixing knowledge, I, I point back to this uh, brother, and I hope he listens to the to the episode. His name is E. L. Copeland, mm. and he was part of the whole DC music scene that was going on in the '90s. And uh, he was mixing folks, and he actually. He mixed for Sting. Oh, he wow. m- mixed for uh, when I went to a Constitution Hall show with uh, Music Soul Child and, and Jill mm-hmm. Scott. He was mixing. He was on the the monitor mix downstage wow. for that. Uh, and this cat, you know, he's got an ear. Yeah. <laughs> and he he uh, took the time. I was mixing. Uh, I, I recorded an album with the <clears throat> neo soul singer uh, Monique Miller. I don't know if you remember her, but uh, she put out an album. I I wrote a lot of songs on that and recorded it. He took the time, came to my my house, took the time and sat me down and mixed one of the songs with me and taught me how to mix. There you go. Didn't charge me a dime. Didn't charge you a dime. Come on now. This is so important. (laughs) just Just said... Uh, I'm I'm just going to show you this one mix, right. and and you're going to learn from that. Right. But that 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 was the blessing, that, right. you know, that that keeps on giving. The blessing <laughs> that keep the gift of blessing that keeps on giving, and that's you know it's funny that you say that because I know for me I've had people who sat me down to teach me different things that I knew that I wasn't trying to go do (laughs) like I wasn't going to go and mix but I went and sat with it but what it did was it taught me now how to listen so when I hire other people I know what a mix should really sound like I know kind of the language of it yeah um so those of you who are you know just the the stories that we we tell you know are one to you know inform you and you know get to know us and all of that but it's also hopefully you can pull some of these ideas and, and this is going to be one of my final questions to you is advice. And I mean, we're always giving advice that's what we're about. Right. Right. But if there's something that you would want to advise that maybe we haven't spent a lot of time talking about, I know that you're also a woo woo brother. Now we didn't get into <laughs> that. We were all woo woo with Kenya last week, right. but um, I'm not saying that should be your advice, but you can either <laughs> give advice or if you want to talk more about that side of yourself, well, um, I mean, it, I, I, man, we can we can spend hours on that. Uh, but I, I want to add to that one thing. Last thing I said, and it, and it might be part of, you know, the last advice um, with with EL showing me how to how to mix uh, on the flip side. I, I believe in reciprocity. Yeah. And a- after that, years later, when I had the opportunity to help him, I made mm-hmm. sure I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I got a contract with BET. I was actually booking the talent and the, uh, and the sound, um, engineers mm-hmm. at, uh, at their restaurant 
down on, was it 10th or 11th Street, one of those, the mm-hmm. BET on Jazz restaurant. And um, I made sure that I brought him in to do sound right. for for the for a lot of the shows. Right. So, I mean, that that's sort of the thing is like uh, when someone, and it doesn't have to be the same person. I mean, you don't, just pay it forward, basically. Pay it forward. Yes. I mean, and that's what I think, you know, our podcast is another thing that we're doing. You know, we invite guests that are family. We invite some people that we don't know, but we also invite people that we do. Um, and that's one of the things that you guys will be hearing more guests who are emerging and um, developing independent artists that we are. I want to be able to pay it forward and make sure that we're not, you know, we want to not just save room for the big names or whatever, right, but for right. people who are still growing and who are still developing and pushing um, so we are, you know, beginning to, you're going to hear more from indie artists that are really, and, and, you know, doing more than music, have different streams of income and who have, you know, really working hard and, and maybe some that are just beginning this a bit more, but we want to give space to pay it forward. So as you see that, that's a beautiful way of like, here he was doing that for you, but then now he actually got paid later. Um, yeah. you know, from that opportunity. So, yeah. And that, that, yeah. I guess that's sort of a thing that I, um, that's within me is that if someone extends some kindness to me, if I ever have the opportunity to help them out from my end, I'm going to do it. And, and, and beyond that, I'm always looking for opportunities to help folks out anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm not necessarily expecting them to to help me out because they might you know might not even be in a position to do that so but it's just just a matter of you know just pushing the energy forward that's that's the best way to think about it it's just it's just energy and if and if you have an opportunity to to help um raise somebody else's vibration and get them into a different energy space then then that's what you you should do you know yes yes ah you put all the woo woo in the advice there you go there you go (laughs) (laughs) raising that vibration i mean that's that's to me why i do the coaching and why i do it Mm -hmm. like let's let me if i can help i'm happy to do that because ultimately you know that's for me that's a joy that's a you know seeing people vibrate in their space and, and 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 in their calling is I just love it. Like I love to receive that energy back mm-hmm. because it's such a fiery energy. And so then I can, so it, it actually really feeds off. Yeah. Of well, it other. keeps growing. It's like a, yeah. a, a snowball effect, but snowball, I mean, there, yeah. there, there's a whole bunch of woo woo experiences that I've had <laughs> that I could definitely go into, but I uh, episode, the woo woo experience. There we go. Yeah, the that's, that's that might be a name of an album, the woo woo experience. Experience. Wow. 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 <laughs> think about it. Think about it. Yeah. Well, we are getting to the end of our time. And I know that you are on social media now. I push Will to be more active, but let's please give out how people beyond our main <laughs> website, <laughs> how they can follow you. And, and, and also with LinkedIn, because I think that, you know, that's another right. really good space to um, network given what you do so yeah I, I don't even know what my handle is on linkedin but it might I don't even be think it's a handle i think if you just search what yeah william, just, yeah, it's william smith. smith yeah but uh yeah. and you can actually i think look up the podcast and i think that'll come bring my yeah. name up okay but um the uh my facebook um i have of course it's uh 
um, was it W E Smith or it's either mm-hmm. W W E S music? <laughs> See guys, he don't I, even see, know. I, I'm like, we I just gonna put it in. The- <laughs> I, I know this. This I do know. My Twitter is W E S music, okay. uh, and my IG is West Music Pro. Yes. W E S Music Pro. Yes, so and those, I always tag you. And yeah, all that th- good those stuff. handles I do know. Yes. But uh, that's and, funny. But Great Media Music actually is my my licensing company, Music Library. So if you go to greatmediamusic.com, you'll see a lot of the music that I've composed uh, for my library. So that's uh, what I've been pushing now. And uh, and I just just was telling Kenya uh, earlier, I just got a license for a podcast. So Yep. So you said greatmediamusic.com. Yeah, great. GreatMediaMusic.com. So that's the uh, my main focus at the moment is building the library and yeah. um, and getting more. I, I have some tracks represented by um, one one other library that just mm-hmm. got me a lot of great placements. So I've gotten some mm-hmm. Fox Sports placements, some uh, um, you know a whole bunch of other different things. I've, I've gotten nice. some um, Steve Harvey show, Jimmy Kimmel mm-hmm. show placements. From them as well. Yes, I remember you saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been awesome, and and I knew it was going to be because you know I love you and I know all your business. So we need to let (laughs) we need to let our listeners know your business. But um, definitely make sure you follow and check out what Will does beyond the podcast because he he is he has been my mentor. Like seriously, that's how we even got into this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That I was like, oh, Will, you know, and I would just kind of talk about all my stuff, and he would just have. You know, this, he's like a whole that. month older than me, right? Like we're a month, I <laughs> right? think you're a month older than me. But he had all this wisdom to like share upon me. So I think, you know, working with Will, he's he's an inc- he's so thought provoking and he's ahead. Like he's mm. always kind of thinking ahead. And so um, definitely reach out to him if you, you know, are needing a little bit of guidance or want to work with him yeah, in terms yeah we of, got our uh, our yeah, site coaching. our consultation page on the yeah. making money music and uh yeah. but also uh, you know if you want some courses i got the udemy courses up there as well so mm-hmm. you can just take some courses as well before if you, if you don't want the consultation directly so right you can still get his goods so That's well it. thank you so much and uh next week we will be celebrating our 150th 150 episodes my god yep so <laughs> That's amazing that is amazing I'm, I'm just really thankful for that so make sure you guys continue to listen and thank you mm-hmm. dc radio for continuing to play us i'm getting emails people say i listen to you on dc radio and i really wow. enjoy it i'm like wow that's awesome so we we appreciate that and i'm um, just stay connected as we we continue to bring the goods that's what we do that's what we do <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys all take right care. folks y'all take care all right bye, bye. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you would like to join our new artist development program, the 3MB Club, please contact us via email at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on your podcast player and leave us a rating and review. Also, please leave us a comment on our Facebook or Instagram page. And if you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at 3mbpodcast at gmail.com.